Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, May 21st, and this is your FT News Briefing. Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell says hefty corporate debt is not a threat to the stability of the financial sector. Prime Minister Viktor Orban makes a final push for Hungary's right-wing Fidesz party in the days leading up to the European parliamentary elections. And the UK's financial watchdog says crypto and foreign exchange scams more than tripled in the past financial year. Plus, after Google said it would suspend Huawei's access to Android software to comply with a U.S. equipment ban, the Trump administration has granted a temporary license for U.S. companies to keep doing business with the Chinese telecoms equipment maker. The FT's global business columnist, Rana Faruhar, tells us why she thinks the rising tensions between the U.S. and China over Huawei means we're headed for a so-called splinternet. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Many commentators have observed with a sense of deja vu the buildup of risky business debt. That's Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell. He was speaking at a financial markets conference in Florida last night. The acronyms have changed a bit, CLOs instead of CDOs. But once again, we see a category of debt that is growing faster than the income of the borrowers, even as lenders loosen underwriting standards. Mr. Powell told attendees that high levels of corporate debt could cause severe strains on U.S. businesses, but that it doesn't threaten the overall stability of the financial sector. He said that regulators are cooperating to better understand the risks presented by leveraged lending, and that companies have amassed enough debt that should give businesses and investors a reason to reflect. Regulators have been paying particularly close attention to the leveraged loan market. That's the practice of extending credit to low-rated and already indebted companies. It's a market worth $1.4 trillion. The parallels to the mortgage boom that led to the global financial crisis are not fully convincing. Most importantly, the financial system today appears strong enough to handle potential business sector losses, which was manifestly not the case a decade ago with subprime mortgages. Powell did warn that business debts are at a historic high relative to the economy. And some companies would come under, quote, severe financial strain if the economy starts to deteriorate. Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban is stepping up the campaign for his right-wing party in Europe's upcoming parliamentary elections. Mr. Orban and his Fidesz party have clashed with Brussels over the years. The Hungarian leader's autocratic tendencies and refusal to take a share of European-bound refugees has made him unpopular among other EU leaders. But the Fidesz party is in full swing in the run-up to the election. Fidesz has held about 100 events in an effort to secure its position at home and in Europe. It is steadily polling above 50%, and Mr. Orban is hoping that the party could get a turnout that would amp up its presence to 14 of Hungary's 21 seats. Meanwhile, Mr. Orban is counting on these elections to strengthen his position within the bloc's right wing and ensure that Hungary remains influential in Europe. The European parliamentary elections begin this Thursday, and Hungary will vote on its representation on Sunday, May 26th. And cryptocurrency and foreign exchange scams are on the rise. The UK's Financial Conduct Authority says the reported number of scams to consumers who use crypto assets 
like Bitcoin, has more than tripled in the past financial year. According to data provided by the National Fraud Reporting Service, Action Fraud, that brings the number of cases for the year up to more than 1,800. The FCA says fraudsters were turning to social media to promote get-rich-quick scams. They often used fake celebrity endorsements and images of expensive cars and watches. Victims were then directed to professional-looking websites and pushed to make their first investment. But despite seeing the number of instances jump, the overall monetary losses dropped from £38 million to £27 million. And here's a closer look at a story you should know more about. On Monday, Google said it would be suspending Huawei from its Android software. The announcement came after the Chinese smartphone maker was placed on the so-called banned entity list by the White House last week. U.S. companies are forbidden from supplying those on the list with technology. This could mean that anyone who currently owns a Huawei product would still be able to use the basic, open-source version of the Android software. But future Huawei models might lose access to apps like YouTube, Gmail, and Google Maps, as well as the Google Play Store, and to security updates. Analysts at Citi said the potential software ban could, quote, paralyze Huawei's smartphone and equipment business. So what does this mean for Chinese tech and communications companies doing business abroad? We really are headed towards a splinter net. That's Rana Faruhar, global business columnist for the FT. You know, the U.S. and China are developing very different ecosystems. Google v. China has been a big theme in the tech world for some time, in part because a lot of people believe that both Google and China are kind of the top players in the digital ecosystem in terms of AI, in terms of the future of big data. And I think that this split is a really profound one. I think it's going to be remembered historically as perhaps one of the markers of what is really going to be quite a long-term trade in tech war. Huawei has cast itself as a victim of the U.S.-China trade war. Is that what's happening here, or could this be the start of a tech cold war? So both sides have their points to make, right? Huawei is a company that has historic ties with the People's Liberation Army. So for some time, not just under the Trump administration, but also under Obama, a lot of CEOs were questioning whether parts were secure. There were a lot of concerns within policy circles about this. Huawei, for its part, has said, look, we've been completely open and transparent. We've subjected ourselves to extreme security checks of the type that none of our competitors have to go through. They feel they should be on an equal playing field with all Western competitors. But they are, in some ways, like Qualcomm and clearly like Google, now caught in what is a bigger geopolitical struggle between the U.S. and China. And in this war, and I would call it a a cold war of tech and trade, this is where strategic interest lies, the digital economy. This is where trade is growing. This is uh, cyber war is going to be the war of the future. And so these companies are caught in between. Rana, how might China respond to this? I think that this is just going to speed up China's transition to developing its own ecosystem in the tech space. The Chinese have their own consumer products. They have, you could argue, a larger part of the supply chain domestically than the U.S. does because of the last 40 or 50 years of global outsourcing. A company like Apple or Google probably, when they build their own handsets, have to outsource a lot more perhaps than a Chinese company that has the supply chain and then is building a consumer brand top down. But I think that you are going to see a big race 
choice now for which country is going to be able to sell into which territories. I mean, already Europe is considering, should we be buying Qualcomm chips or Huawei chips? Huawei is a lot cheaper. I think you might see the Chinese saying we're going to push harder in some of the emerging markets in particular to sell products. I'm sure American companies are not going to be happy about this, but it's a trend that's not going away. And what does this mean for Google? I think that Google's conundrum right now is one that's being faced by many American companies. I mean, our way of doing things over the last 40 or 50 years has been that companies can fly 35,000 feet over the problems of the nation state. And I think that that era is changing. Now, is Google a national champion for the U.S.? Is it going to somehow be involved in whatever the U.S. trade policy might be at a national strategic level? Is it going to be part of an industrial policy? That'll be very interesting to see. There are some both on the right and the left that would like to see that happen. I would argue that the strength of America has always been our free market system and decentralization, and I would like to see us really thinking more about monopoly than in creating national champions. On Monday afternoon, the Trump administration issued a license for U.S. companies to keep doing business with Huawei for the next three months. The administration said the transactions with Huawei come under certain conditions, including deals, quote, necessary to maintain and support existing and currently fully operational networks and equipment, including software updates and patches. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. Today, we'll be watching quarterly earnings from several U.S. department store chains. JCPenney, Kohl's, Nordstrom, and TJX are all set to report. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor. What's a mistake they made that changed their approach? And how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.